0: Welcome to Inside Maine. This is Angus King and today we're going to be talking about a subject that's very important in the history of Maine and in our daily lives today. The arts in Maine and how they relate to us, how they contribute to our economy, and just to the quality of life in our wonderful state. Our first guest is Julie Richard, who's the executive director of the Maine Arts Commission, and it's been around for a long time. But, Julie, give us a little background. What's the role of the Arts Commission? Where do you work out of? What are the projects? Wow. <laughs> okay, take a I, I could at go time. for
1: like. <laughs> Two hours on that one. We are located in Augusta. We are a state agency, and we get about half of our budget from the National Endowment for the Arts and half from a state appropriation from the General Fund. We launched a cultural plan, the first major cultural planning effort in several years in 2015. And we've essentially been working that plan ever since. So the, all of our projects tie back to that cultural plan, essentially to promote and support the arts in Maine. Um, and we're so working. So
0: the fundamental mission is promote to, and support right. the arts in Maine. Yes. Of which there are so many.
1: Oh, yes. Oh, yes. And they range from, you know, visual artists to performing artists to summer festivals to literary artists to... Um, one of the things that I think that is really significant about Maine is just the sheer number of artists that exist in Maine.
0: It's something about the light.
1: I, that's what they say.
0: You go, to, <laughs> you go to Monhegan and you look around and you say, there is something special about
1: this it place. Really, it truly, yeah. When there isn't a cloud in the sky, I swear, you know, it really does almost look fake.
0: I think one of the things that people often don't realize is the significant contribution that the arts make to the economy. Oh, right. Uh, and you, you've you just done a study on that, uh, which frankly, I heard the numbers and I thought they were a little conservative. But w- what are the numbers that you you can demonstrate?
1: They are conservative, um, but they're real. the The number that we got through this Arts and Economic Prosperity Five study, for Maine, is 150.5 million. But it's a baseline, and it was there was only 20 percent participation statewide wide.
0: But that's that's direct. That's like direct. money changing hands. I, yeah. I have to tell you, when I was first elected governor, if you had told me that an art museum on the main coast would turn into a major economic development asset, oh, yes. I wouldn't have believed it. But of course- that's the the Farnsworth in Rockland.
1: Absolutely. Well, not just the Farnsworth, but the CMCA, the Center for right, Maine Contemporary which has now got a I new are. home and right. has, is
0: is is uh, blossoming.
1: And you can tell that you know that's one of the reasons why I'm here actually in DC um, today is to talk about the transformative nature of the arts in our rural towns in Maine. Um, you just start lining them up. We from Eastport to which Hugh French and, 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 at the Tides and Marsha
0: Donahue's gallery in Millinocket. Right.
1: Exactly. Uh, Exactly. Machias and the Beehive Collective and what they've done and Winter Harbor. Well, um, I
0: was in I was in Eastport on the Fourth of July and I can't remember. There must have been three or four art galleries along the main street and they were all selling art to yes. me. Yeah. <laughs> I, I brought home a couple of pieces. But it enlivens the place. But it also is that intangible that helps entice people to come here to mm-hmm. visit and some to stay.
1: Yeah. The arts literally literally change the quality of life in a town. They really improve the quality of life in a town, and artists that go into those towns um, are really part of the lifeblood of making all of those things happen. That's also something that happened in Belfast.
0: Oh yeah. yeah Belfast has just come alive in many ways and Absolutely. it's things like the Front Street Shipyard but mm-hmm. also the the galleries and the art that that goes on there.
1: Absolutely and Waterfall Arts it was really a catalyst behind a lot of that um, Waterfall Arts created an art center there in 2006, and it, it just exploded. And then we gave Belfast, through Waterfall Arts, a creative economy grant in about 2010, I think it was. And that spurred the development of the Belfast Creative Coalition, which is now sort of the umbrella for driving arts and culture development in Belfast, in the Belfast area. So, they're actually embarking on a cultural planning process right now.
0: Well, I, I have to tell you a funny story. When I was elected governor now many years ago, mm-hmm. Mary and I decided to make the Blaine House a kind of ongoing gallery of contemporary Maine artists. As you know, We'd have shows of people from the Rockland area or mm-hmm. from around the state. We had furniture and all that kind of thing. And uh, there was an elderly lady who was actually a friend of mine who had worked on the restoration of the Blaine to to return it to its sort of 19th century roots. And she called me up and said, Angus, I understand that you are showing contemporary art (laughs) At the Blaine House, and you could hear this sort of derision, you know. And they, it was—it was anything after Winslow Homer, right? And and I said, well, yeah, you know, Mary and I want to promote Maine artists, and it's good for the economy. And she said, well, I just think it's just not proper, and we. You know, and all this, and, and she was a good friend, and I said something to her on the phone that I've never said before or since. And I said, "Well, if you want to decide what's going to be on the walls of the Blaine House, I suggest you run for governor." Oh, oh! <laughs> and I, I'm ashamed of myself to this day, but uh, she laughed. It was a it was a wonderful moment. But I've always felt that this is such a deep part of Maine's history, going back to you know Winslow Homer and Rockwell Kent and mm-hmm. Marsden Hartley. I mean, it's you just line them up. It's uh, yeah. It, it's it's, it's absolutely amazing, and today mm-hmm. and, and today. So you're seeing a lot of activity in the summer. I mean, there are all these festivals and music festivals. I've got a list here, but we could take the rest of our time just reading. Oh my the list. gosh,
1: yeah, and. It- you know, it's it's endless. And um, when your staff asked me to put a list together, it was like, where do I start? Yeah. Um, so I tried to I really tried to kind of highlight some special things that are happening this summer. Um, the Bates Dance Festival turns 35 years old this summer. And I just
0: signed a congratulatory letter to the director.
1: Excellent. Because this is her last year. She's yeah. she's it's, retiring. It's amazing. So I know. So Laura Four, yes, um, very, very uh, proudly and uh, competently, um, grew the festival over the last thirty-five years. I think she's been there. No, thirty-three years. I think she was there. And then, and, and
0: then, in, uh, where I live in Brunswick, you know, the Main State Music Theater, right, uh, which is a absolutely mainstay of the mm-hmm. community in the whole region, and we have the, uh, the Bowdoin International Music Festival. People are always in town for that. Yeah. I mean, it's it's a uh, it's just fun. I mean, yeah. you, you <laughs> our street on the day of a matinee for the Main State Music Theater is is packed. I mean, that's exactly we the we're the parking lot for the theater.
1: And I think people don't realize that we you know the world class art that we have, and when I say art, I mean you know performing arts and visual arts um, that happen in Maine all year round. And the Bowdoin International Music Festival is absolutely one of those. Organizations. The concertmaster for the New York Philharmonic is a regular uh, contributor to the Bowdoin International Music Festival, and he teaches there in the summertime. Well, and,
0: and I hate to keep bringing it back to economics, but it is because I'm sure some of our listeners are saying, you know, this is a this is a, a frivolity. But all those people that come to, the, for example, I. Well, the, the Maine State Music Theater end up having dinner in Brunswick. That's right. Or sometimes staying overnight. And, That's right. And, uh, it, it really is a, a part of our economy mm-hmm. in in the summer and year round. We've got the Agunquit Playhouse, the uh, Port Opera. We've got a we've got an opera in uh, mm-hmm. in Portland this summer. The Bowden Dance Festival, just Craft Guild Show in Bar Harbor. American Folk Festival in in Bangor, that's one. Mary and I have been to that a couple of times Mm -hmm. recently, and that's fantastic.
1: Absolutely. A huge economic driver. One of my favorites is the Scudic Arts Festival that's run by Scudic Arts for All in Winter Harbor. Not a lot of people know about that, but talk about an economic driver. The Scudic Arts Festival actually grew out of the fact that the Navy left in uh, the late 90s. And so they, um, the town got together and said, how can we revive this community? And they said, I know, we'll have an arts festival. So they literally put together a two-week arts festival that has now grown into this massive year-round wow. um, contributor to Winter Harbor, Maine, and they run over 200 programs a year. They have a community chorus that runs year-round. They have a ukulele club that runs year-round. I mean, it is... A, a
0: ukulele club. A ukulele club. Okay, I'm not going to make any comments. <laughs> I don't want to lose the ukulele, my friends in the ukulele community. <laughs> Yeah, and, and Skudek, of course, if, if if we could get 10% of the people leaving Bar Harbor to turn right instead of yeah. left. <laughs> well,
1: they are now because of the new campground. Yes, that's right. So that has really uh, created a boom. In fact, I just talked to Mary Laurie at Skudek Arts for All, and she said that their class attendance is up 63% over last year. Wow. Yeah, so that, that tells you something.
0: That And, and then going north, there's a, a Presque Isle. Art Walk mm-hmm. uh, up on, the, I think it's on August 4th, uh, the weekend up there. The Black Fly Ball. Now there's one. The Wild Blueberry Festival in Machias.
1: Have you ever heard of the Black Fly, Fly Ball Not before? Not until
0: this morning. <laughs>
1: So, I've heard of the
0: Blueberry Festival.
1: So the Beehive Design Collective is a—it's uh, about, I'd say, 16, 17 years old now. And they moved in to Machias, Maine and took over the old grange and restored it. It took 13 years to completely restore the old grange. And I'm not sure what year they started the Black Fly Ball, but they attract over 2,000 visitors to this one event. They bring in 12 bands. They have four stages. They've renovated the um, big little, what's it called, badly. Little Falls Park Mm -hmm. um, in downtown Machias. They renovated the park specifically for the Blackfly Ball to accommodate. They now have taken over the second floor of the 5 and 10, and they're turning that into uh, artist studio space. So the Beehive Design Collective has literally transformed downtown Machias. And that's
0: a good example of something that I think is really important, uh, that this uh, is so local. Right, right. And the energy is coming from local people mm-hmm. and drawing people into the communities at various times and helping to, to yeah. build build businesses and, and the, the local economy and and, uh, and also have some fun. Yeah,
1: and restore, you know, some of these beautiful buildings instead of having—because the Grange was actually in Machias was in danger but, of being torn down. But I think
0: we should reassure any visitors to Maine that are listening to this show that there really is no such thing as a black fly, that this is a— <laughs> This is a historic animal that they're celebrating. Prehistoric. Yeah, prehistoric, yeah. Uh, it actually is the state bird, but we won't get into that. It is fun, and, and I have to say, just as I say, being in eSport the other day and talking to the folks there yeah. and, and uh, meeting. And, and w- the other thing that's fun often in these local galleries, we have one in Georgetown in the old post office, is the artists themselves are generally in the gallery. Yeah, They're either painting there or they're you know, man- mm-hmm. manning the door. There's this. You know, it's a kind of closeness I've gotten to know. We've we've got a number of paintings by a, a woman in Georgetown named Corey Hart, and I mm-hmm. know Corey Hart because she's in the in the gallery. And exactly. now, now her art is in my office here in Washington.
1: My husband is a plein air painter, and he's a member of the Plein Air Painters of Maine. And he's only been plein air painting for about six years. No
0: plein air painting. Is that uh, that's what. Is that out in the that's air? What, is that, yes, it is. That's, that's what ex- that means? That's
1: what it means. You paint outside, and he's always been a huge lover of the outdoors, and he's an artist and just decided to take this up one day, and he's been winning awards and just doing great and traveling all over the country doing these plein air festivals, which is really a it's a cultural tourism attraction, mm-hmm. really. Um, and artists come. Uh, in fact, my assistant director, who has a home in Deer Isle, has told me that every single weekend, she sees plein air painters all over the island painting outside and they're and, all from somewhere else and,
0: and let's not forget things like music Mary and I every year if for the last I don't know five or six years and hopefully into the indefinite future go to Rockland for the weekend in the middle of July for the for the North Atlantic blues fest excellent which is unbelievable the music is fantastic but again the community's drawn in because on Saturday night they close Main Street mm-hmm. and all the restaurants and bars are open and there are four or five or six or seven local bands playing in the street up and down Main Street and everybody's back and forth and walking around and it is it's just it's just a joyous uh, occasion exactly so music art design it's part of what makes uh, Maine such a special place Absolutely. the only problem I can tell Julie is that you're not having any fun in this job <laughs> I'm, I'm worried about you
1: you know Maine is such a wonderful place and I really I really do love what I'm doing and I love what I'm able to be doing and making a difference for the arts in Maine I you know I've got a great staff and um, everything that we're doing is trying to improve and improve our processes and also improve uh, what the arts can it can do for the state. So in getting the word out and really getting, you know, trying to raise awareness.
0: Well, you've got one of the great products to sell Absolutely. in the country mm-hmm. uh, because of our history and because of the wonderful artists that we have. So. Thanks for what you're doing. And uh, next, we're going to talk to Louise Rosen about a particular project that she's involved in in Lewis and Auburn, which great. is a community that uh, has a great deal of arts activity. So, yes. Julie, thanks a lot for joining.
1: Us. Thank you so much.
0: Welcome back to Inside Maine. This is Angus King, and we're talking today about the arts in Maine, particularly the arts in Maine in the summer, where uh, so much is going on across the state, it's hard to know where to land. We just talked to Julie Richard of the Maine Arts Commission for a sort of overview This segment, I want to focus a little bit more on a particular area. We're going to talk to Louise Rosen, who's the director of L.A. Arts, Lewiston-Auburn, and uh, the work that they're doing over there, which is uh, really amazing. Uh, Louise, welcome to Inside Maine.
2: Thank you for having me. Pleasure to be with you.
0: Tell us about L.A. Arts, what you do, what you're promoting, what's working, uh, and uh, how much fun you're having.
2: Well, LA Arts is a local arts agency serving uh, the greater Lewiston-Auburn area. The organization has been around for many years, decades. But in its most recent iteration, we are definitely aligning our attention towards some very specific programs, many of which intersect with what we like to think of as the future for the area, and uh, the ways in which the arts and economic development interlace with one another. What I mean by that specifically is stimulated by a grant from the National Endowment for the Arts called an Our Town grant, We have begun implementing a program that is called L.A., A Place for Makers. Makers meaning artists and artisans who make things, of course. Does that include Luke
0: Luke Livingston making that terrific Baxter beer on Lisbon Street? No, maybe not.
2: Baxter beer, definitely. (laughs) Craft beer and craft spirits and food and farm-to-table Uh, All of those things are are certainly a part of uh, what we see as artisanal work and uh, something highly valued. There's a great legacy of that type of work in the L.A. area with the history of textile and shoemaking there. We're hoping that we can stimulate a new group of artists and artisans to consider L.A. as the base for scaling up uh, their business ideas. And the Place for Makers program has begun with a series of networking sessions where we introduce artists, artisans, the general public, uh, economic development specialists, people in the business community, bankers, and so on, to these types of businesses. So we've had a great time well, uh, going it, going behind the scenes at Thomas Moser and Rancourt Chu and so on. It's really been a lot of fun.
0: Well, it's it's really interesting because I was just, I was sort of keeping mental track, as you as you just said. We're, we're talking about the arts, but you mentioned business and economic development, I think, four times in the last several sentences. So tell me about the relationship between the arts and the business community and economic development and jobs and all of those things?
2: Well, certainly the, the traditional way that the arts have been thought of in relation to economic development is as a feature of the tourist attractions. And, and that is certainly accurate and spot on uh, and very important, particularly with tourism being such a driving force in Maine. But we also see the the arts and how they are communicated to people through all ages of their lives, certainly students being of primary importance, to encourage them to think about their future and their prospects in a wide variety of ways. The arts are relevant to all areas of economic activity when you stop and think about it. There's the connection to design. There's the connection to manufacturing. There's the fact that the arts and creative expression stimulate people to think outside all the boxes. It's
0: it's, it's interesting. I I couldn't help but think, as you mentioned, design. A great deal of the success of Apple has been built on, number one, great products that are easy to use and intuitive, but also they've paid so much attention to design. Apparently, Steve Jobs even said that the inside of a Mac had to look right. Design is definitely part of, of the success of any business.
2: Absolutely. And the thought that that stimulates around branding and identity, identity for communities, identity for businesses. We certainly see the greater L.A. area, and I think Maine as a whole, there's a kind of collective rethink of our branding going on, and I think in a very positive way. Uh, well, we, changes have taken place, so there's more to be said about our message.
0: Well, and we have such a rich history of art. I mean, you know, Winslow Homer, Rockwell Kent, Marsden Hartley, Bernie Langlois. I mean, it's just amazing history. And and for many people in the country, it's it is part of what they think of uh, as Maine.
2: Absolutely, and I I feel strongly that uh, we also have. New generations of artists and artisans who whose work also can be celebrated and put in the context of uh, all that has gone before. We right now have an exhibit of African craft in our gallery. Lewiston-Auburn has a very high percentage of immigrants and refugees coming from countries that have their own lengthy traditions of uh, art and craft. And we're very proud to have this fantastic exhibit going on right now that has materials from Burundi, Cameroon, Kenya, Somalia, Sudan, a number of other countries. So there's another creative spark there that we're excited to kind of be delving into and and seeing how that can connect with our contemporary arts environment.
0: Now, I presume you have a good relationship with Bates College as a as a regional art with the dance festival, for example, and the the art center that they have. And then just up the road at Colby is one of the great art museums in the country, if not the world. So again, there's this good, positive interrelationship between a place like Bates and the L.A. community. I hope you're going to say that that's the case.
2: Oh, absolutely. We we have, uh, we have uh, several people connected with Bates that are uh, on our board of directors, and we do uh, quite a bit collaboratively with Bates. Uh, it's been a fantastic boon to the work that we're doing and to the community in general. Certainly what you describe as far as the Bates Dance Festival, but the activities that take place at the Olin Arts Center and the cross-fertilization that we've had with students in the community, uh, as well as faculty, and and how that has uh, worked with some of our programming has been terrific. But we also have a relationship with the University of Southern Maine, Lewiston Auburn College. Uh, they've got a beautiful gallery, the Atrium Gallery, that uh, we have um, had the good fortune to present exhibits in. We're hoping To develop, we don't have one now, but develop a relationship with Central Maine Community College, where there are design courses, as an example, and computer-aided design and, and the world of manufacturing, again, tie in with some of the programs that we're running. So education community and that link is very, very important to the arts.
0: Do you enjoy the support of the business community?
2: I'll tell you, in L.A., the business community really gets it, whether we're talking about banking or certainly, you know, the local hospitality industry has been very supportive. But really going beyond that, I think almost every sector of the community that you could think of has been demonstrating their support for the arts in various ways. We've got quite an active number of arts institutions in the L.A. area, the Public Theater, the Franco Center, the Maine Music Society, uh, Museum L.A., and dozens of other smaller nonprofits and for-profit businesses that are arts-oriented. So it does all converge.
0: Now, does your organization, L.A. Arts, act as a kind of convener, coordinator of all these, or all these organizations that you just listed, sort of members, or how does that work?
2: Well, exactly. We do serve as a facilitator for an organization called Arts and Culture Lewiston-Auburn, which is a marketing collaborative of the organizations that I just mentioned and now includes, to some extent, a greater number of for-profit arts organizations. By that, I mean, for example, arts galleries or businesses that sell art materials. So we help by producing a calendar that is accessible to the general public that fills them in on what's going on in the community, and also a monthly events newsletter that we're trying to pump out into a wider area than just uh, Lewiston-Auburn. You know, we we see what we're doing as being of interest to a wide range of people across the state. So we're trying to market ourselves beyond our immediate now, area.
0: Now, talk to me about how this is evolving and changing. Is it on the rise? Is there momentum? Is there growth, or are we sort of doing what we've always been doing?
2: Well, as it's said, you know, change is inevitable, and we have new generations, new demographics, uh, and that is reflected in what we see the turnout for arts events to be. I think that it there are... There are some subtle and not-so-subtle changes going on, and what we're trying to do is sort of ride that wave and be more effective in terms of inclusiveness of a wider range of demographics, and I think in some ways helping to really present proudly the diversity of the community because we see that as an asset.
0: I was talking with Julie about the economic effect, and they can, they can document something like $150 million of sort of direct you know, dollars changing hands. But my belief has been, and, and I wouldn't have realized this 25 years ago, but the arts contribute to the life of the community, which in turn contributes to the desirability of a place to, to live, and it, it, there's an intangible effect on the economy, I think, that's very important.
2: Know that whether it's Bates College or another major employer, being able to discuss with potential employees uh, what the arts and cultural environment has to offer um, is one of the key selling points for any community. So. We, we know that uh, the, the work of arts and culture in the area is not just for the benefit of the people who are already there, but it's for people who are prospectively going to be there as well.
0: Well, in, in a, just a few seconds that we have left, give me a quick rundown of what's going on in Lewiston-Auburn this summer. Why should people come over? What's, uh, what are some of the events?
2: Oh my gosh, there's so much going on. I would certainly uh, direct your listeners to the calendar that is accessible at laarts.org through our website, because that gives a very comprehensive rundown. We have a monthly art walk. There are concerts. There's theater going on. As you mentioned, the Bates Dance Festival. We have the Great Falls Balloon Festival coming up in August.
0: That's a fabulous event. That's, That's
2: a terrific event, yes, indeed. There's a new exhibit that has just opened at Museum LA that reflects on the manufacturing history of Maine through the work of both a painter and a photographer. Very beautiful exhibit. It's a lot. Uh, you could stay very busy just in downtown LA alone, but then as you start to go further out into the countryside, you have Celebration Barn Theater. You have other arts events, and you mentioned earlier Colby and Waterville. We certainly see that they're, they're, there's the legendary arts trail that goes up the coast, but we're actually talking with our friends and colleagues in Waterville about an inland arts trail that goes up 95, and we see that as having potential to market year-round.
0: Well, Louise, thanks so much for joining us today, but also particularly for the work that you're doing. It's, uh, As I said, it just adds this wonderful intangible value that makes Maine such a special place, and it's part of our heritage. And thanks to people like you, it's also part of our future. Thanks again for joining us.
2: Thanks for having me. It's been a pleasure talking with you.
0: And thanks again to all of you for joining us on Inside Maine. Enjoy Maine this summer. The arts, the beautiful coastline, the mountains, the lakes. What a great place we live. See you around.